أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وبعد ما شاء الله yesterday's مجلس became very long and abstruse and very theoretical and uh, perhaps a bit burdensome so today I wanted to lighten it up and, and switch it up a little bit. Um, and the uh, idea was that uh, instead of talking about theoretical and abstract concepts, uh, which fall into the realm of the uh, um, intersection of tasawwuf and philosophy and logic and kalam, uh, we could go to something that, that's a little bit more simple and inspiring for all of us. And the munasaba or the occasion of the switch is hearing the ayah of the Qur'an recited tonight in Taraweeh. إِنَّ وَلِيِّيَ اللَّهُ الَّذِي نَزَّلَ الْكِتَابَ وَهُوَ يَتَوَلَّ الصَّالِحِينَ Or the part of the ayah uh, where Allah Ta'ala instructs the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to say, Indeed my guardian is Allah, the one who sent down the Qur'an. And he makes the friendship of those people who are righteous. It's a beautiful ayah, and uh, obviously the one whose guardian and friend is Allah Ta'ala, nobody can harm them, neither in this world nor in the hereafter, nor will any misery come to them. Those who Allah has befriended, and those who Allah Ta'ala has appointed Himself a guardian over them, uh, neither will they fear about the future nor grieve about what happened in the past. So I thought we could switch tonight to a different book, uh, which is Hazrat Sheikh Mulana Zakaria Rahimullah Ta'ala's Tadkira Mashaykh i the, uh, uh, the remembrance of the Mashaykh, uh, uh, of, of Chisht. Chisht is a place in Afghanistan, uh, which is close to Herat. You can look for it, uh, in Google Maps if you want to. If you look for it as Chisht, you won't find it. I kid you not. And I've shown a number of brothers. I don't know if they changed it or not, but to the last time I checked, um, I kid you not, you have to literally, you have to type in Chishte Sharif and then it will come up on Google Maps, which uh, uh, I take a, a very interesting sign from. But at any rate, Chisht is a, 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 a village um, that's in the district, uh, the same district that Herat is uh, in, uh, in Afghanistan. Herat was a very famous center of learning and culture. Uh, it was a place that the Sahaba radiallahu anhum uh, took as a home and it was con- conquered in, in the, the time of the Salaf and the time of the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum. And it, it, many, many, many of the ulama uh, uh, of Herat, uh, are, are very famous and they gave big contributions to the, to, to the deen as well as the, uh, uh, as well as the Oliya and, 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 and other, uh, uh, you know, um, cultural and, and, uh, literary, uh, figures, uh, in, in the civilization of Islam. So, uh, Chisht is the place where, uh, the tariqah um, that is predominant in the Indian subcontinent uh, originates from. It is the source of many of the people who went out in the path of Allah Ta'ala to conquer uh, uh, Hind for uh, Darul Islam and, and to make it into a land of Islam. And it is the tariqah that is adhered to by uh, a great number of the ulama, if not the, 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 the plurality or even the majority of the ulama, 
and the students of knowledge in the Indian subcontinent. Uh, and it is a, an institution which has captured the, the imaginations and the hearts and minds, um, of Muslims in the Indian subcontinent. Um, Muslims in the Indian subcontinent and, and really all of the people of the Indian subcontinent, the Mazarat and the centers of, of, of the, the Tariqa Chishti are places that are revered even by Hindus and by, by people of other faiths. Um, and, and the, the, the service and the sacrifices and the, 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 the khadamat that were rendered in order to bring is, uh, the Indian subcontinent into the orbit of Islam by the people of the Tariqa are immense. Uh, something people will find funny that even the Ali Hadith movement, which is an anti-Madhabist movement in the Indian subcontinent, um, the Tariqa has such a sway on them that uh, there are even Murshids. Imagine that Murshids and Murids of the the Tariqa in the Indian subcontinent that 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 are uh, that are Ali Hadith, meaning they they they. Uh, uh, you know they won't accept a madhab and they won't make taqlid of the the fuqaha but uh, when it comes to the path of the awliya of allah ta'ala um it didn't occur to them that there's anything wrong with that uh spiritually so and really you know it's a proof that there isn't uh um but at any rate uh, i wanted to read the 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 silsilat al dhahab the those those mashaykh that came from the village of chisht to the uh, Indian subcontinent who are the most celebrated mashaykh of the tariqa uh, uh, in in the subcontinent who really are the people who laid down the roots and foundations of Islam uh, in the subcontinent um, I just thought we would read the chapters regarding them um, in in uh, um, you know in, in the translation of of this book and uh, uh, maybe share in, in some of their ahwal and in their memory. Uh, it's a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sahih hadith. Al-mar'u ma'aman ahabba. It's narrated in Bukhari uh, uh, and, and, and then the other books after it. Um, that a person will be with the one they love. And if you know the people, then you'll love them. These are literally the people from whom our Islam uh, was vouchsafed uh, by the, 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 the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. And, uh, uh, through whom it's propagated, it's been propagated and survived until this day. And there are many people who have this, oh, Janab, I don't, I'm, I, you know, I'm not into Piri Muridi or I'm not into all of this cult, whatever stuff. And they blow it off and they dismiss it. And, uh, A, those people oftentimes, uh, are, are, out, you know, themselves out of the pale of Islam or literally a hair's breadth is between them and leaving the deen in the first place. They're embarrassed to be who they are. They're embarrassed about their religion, their culture, their language, their dress, all of these things. Um, and, uh, you know, many people are, in fact, amongst them, they, they, they claim some sort of more authentic uh, Alafiz type of uh, practice of Islam. Uh, that being that the traditional Persian uh, parting words of Khuda Hafiz, they say, no, we're going to say Allah Hafiz uh, uh, instead because Allah is the proper name of God, not knowing that the actual sunnah is to say salam to one another. So replacing one bid'ah for another and thinking you're better than somebody seems to be a lose-lose proposition to me. But this is kind of Allah hafiz type of people who... Uh, uh, um, uh, who, who, you know, may feel that they're practicing a more authentic 
form of Islam, but they don't understand the hadith of the Prophet Allah. The one who wasn't thankful to the people who did ihsan to them, that person hasn't thanked Allah Ta'ala. The one who isn't thankful to the person who did a favor to them or behaved beautifully with them, that person hasn't been thankful to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And to think that that the the the, the gravity uh, and the, the power by which uh, uh, they were attracted to Islam is anything in comparison to uh, what gravity uh, uh, we're attracted to uh, Islam with is a complete folly. And, you know, people like this oftentimes are very cynical and they're like, oh yeah, you know, all of this Sufism, this is all hocus pocus, almagokus, and they tell fantastic stories about their mashaykh that probably aren't true and it's all just a money-making scheme. Say, well, guess what? Uh, there are plenty of money-making schemes. Uh, uh, if the person, you know, sings the ash'ar and the praises of the mashaykh, uh, 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 and you think that they only do it because they're making money out of it, then show me another person whose uh, memory and legacy has endured for centuries, uh, uh, not only through times of prosperity and wealth, but through times of adversity when the, uh, uh, the British came and uh, uh, hung ulama from the walls of the uh, uh, from the walls of the fortress of Dili. One one body would become cold; they'd hang another one. Uh, who are the people who kept the madaris running? Who are the people who kept the uh, uh, kept the, the the teaching of hadith and fiqh going? Who are the people who literally uh, their zeal and their ecstasy, their ecstatic state? Uh, in standing up and having the noose put around their necks in the gallows uh, uh, was more ecstatic uh, than than the state that a, a dunyawi person has in receiving the dunya, much less uh, all of this alafizi crowd, the ecstasy that they they have when they pray. In fact, they view prayer as a burden, and that's really honestly when it boils down to it, why uh, the masjid empties out after eight rakaat that these people used to love to give for the sake of Allah Taala and sacrifice even their life for the sake of Allah Taala more than uh, uh, the people who quote-unquote know the sunnah uh, uh, love to worship Allah Ta'ala. Rather, they flee from his worship like someone fears death. So, uh, you know, don't hate so much. Uh, maybe if you had love for Allah Ta'ala like that, the people would have loved you as well. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I, it's kind of a shame that we have to give tamhidat and prefaces like this uh, when, when, when saying what we have to. But uh, uh, at any rate, that's the time and place we live in. So, uh, inshallah, there's some hikmah in that as well. So, Khaja Muinuddin Chishti Ajmeri. The reason we'll start with him again is that he's the first one who moved from the markas and the khanqa of the tariqa in Chisht to the Indian subcontinent. And he's uh, Mulaqab. He's given the nickname of the Fatih of Hind. He's the conqueror of Hind uh, because he's the one who uh, came to Hind and great numbers of people accepted Islam at his hands. And it was, um, it inaugurated the wave of, of, of conversions that would bring uh, 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 the Indian subcontinent culturally within the orbit of, of Islam. Khaja Muinuddin Chishti Ajmeri. His father's name was Ghiyathuddin Sanjari. He was born in the year 537 after Hijra, according to the consensus of the historians. His birthplace is in the town of Sanjar, which is in the Iranian province of Sitan. He is the Imam of Tasawwuf in Hindustan. The commencement of the uh, Ulum of Marifa, the knowledge of Allah Ta'ala in Hindustan was with Khaja Muinuddin. The Silsa of the Chishtiya spread in Hindustan with the advent of Khaja Muinuddin. There are 11 ancestral links between him and Sayyidina Hussain radiallahu ta'ala anhu, meaning he's a Sayyid from the family of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
His excellences and virtues constitute a limitless ocean. And I want you also to notice this. Actually, if you look in the history of Islam, many, not all, but many of the very prominent figures from amongst the ulama and from amongst the awliya and from amongst the, uh, uh, the, the people who sacrificed in order that the doors should open from Islam, they happen to be from the families of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam's descendants or from uh, those of the Sahaba, especially the Khulafa Rashidun. Um, and I say that being a person of no lineage with the Arabs whatsoever. Uh, if one of them were to say it, someone, you know, modern race politics and sensibility in America, uh, it, it uh, uh, you know, it would probably cause someone to say, well, you're just aggrandizing your own, uh, your own lineage. Well, I'm a person who doesn't belong to any lineage from them. It's something you have to admit that Allah Ta'ala put baraka in those families. It doesn't mean that if you're not from one of them, you can't do anything. Inshallah, the door is open for you to do service as well. Their people became great uh, because of what they did for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Uh, uh, maybe if you do something great for the sake of Allah, your lineage will become great as well. Allah Ta'ala give all of us from His tawfiq and from His fadl, which is limit- limitless. His gaze was sufficient to transform a man into a person of God's gnosis. And this is also a very important, this is also a very important concept. The idea that the gaze of the awliya can change a person's life. Um, this is something as a matter of aqidah, by consensus, the ummah, uh, uh, and the ahlus sunnah al jama'ah accept that, that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's gaze when it fell on a person, it turned him into a sahabi, which is the highest maqam that a person of the ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam can have. It is higher than the maqamat of all of the awliya, uh, who never received his gaze. And this is something that didn't just end with the sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum. Uh, rather Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam enumerates in a hadith that there will be, uh, people who will come into battle and they will be given victory because amongst them is a messenger of Allah. And there's an army that will get into uh, get into battle and be accorded victory um, because amongst them is somebody who met a messenger of Allah. And there will be a people who will go into a battle and Allah will give them victory because amongst them there's someone who met someone who met someone that met a messenger of Allah, alayhimu salatu wasalam. And the hadith doesn't end, be, end meaning that, that, that's where the barakah ends. Rather, it repeats itself sufficiently to the, uh, to the, uh, effect that the listener understands that this is a chain that, that, that's limitless. This is a chain that's limitless. Whoever has a connection to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that's unbroken, um, that person, even their gaze is, is something that has power in it. That's why people need to stop watching stupid crap on their phones. They need to stop watching stupid things on their television. They need to stop looking at the haram. They need to stop listening to the haram because your gaze was made for something else. Uh, your gaze had you uh, saved it. Allah Ta'ala forgive all of us. Allah forgive all of us. Really, illa man rahima rabbuhu, nobody is innocent. Uh, Allah forgive all of us, but we have to stop wasting this gift Allah Ta'ala gave us. Uh, uh, you know, if your gaze was used for the thing it was uh, created for, Literally, it in and of itself would have said more than your words, and it would have bought more than your money, and it would have uh, been more eloquent than your tongue, and it would have had this uh, 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 this effect. Um, that the people wrote this about the awliya not for free or to aggrandize them. They say more than nine hundred thousand people accepted Islam at the hands of Khaja Muinuddin Chishti. There was something there. Uh, his gaze was sufficient to transform a man into a sahib of Ma'rifah. 
He had gained perfection both in the uh, outward and the inward sciences. His father passed away when he was 15 years old. He had inherited an orchard from his father. He would occupy himself to the care and development of the orchard. One day while occupied in the orchard, a majzub, meaning somebody who was uh, uh, drowned and overwhelmed by the uh, uh, love of Allah Ta'ala to the point where where uh, where it overwhelmed his, his common sense. A majzub by the name of Ibrahim, Quhanzari uh, 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 approached him. Khaja Muinuddin honored the Majzub and presented some fruit to him. Ibrahim Majzub, after chewing some of the fruit, gave it to uh, Hazrat Khaja. As Hazrat Khaja ate the fruit, a light appeared in the orchard. A profound transformation took place in him. His heart turned completely away from the world and a special strong yearning for Allah Most High consumed him. He sold the orchard and distributed the proceeds to the poor and set off on a journey, first reaching Samarkand, where he engrossed himself in the hifs of Qur'an and acquisition of the knowledge of the Sharia. After this accomplishment, he traveled to Iraq. He reached uh, uh, the town uh, uh, of Harwan, and he became bay'ah to uh, Hazrat Khaja Usman Harwani. By virtue of Hazrat Sheikh's uh, tawajjuh, by the virtue of the, his Sheikh uh, Usman Harwani, uh, his tawajjuh, tawajjuh is his spiritual concentration, he attained perfection in his suluk in a single day, but Despite having attained that station, he stayed for 20 years in the service of his sheikh. This is so beautiful. I want people to shed a tear and remember the days uh, before Samarkand was broken in half by communists and before Iraq was turned into the uh, uh, garbage dump for depleted uranium uh, and, and other weapons. Uh, uh, in the days where all of these cities were places that were alive with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala and with the civilization, uh, uh, not because of its gardens and its science and its math and its, f- you know, physicians and all that other jazz. That stuff's great. It's wonderful. You know, I'm into that stuff too. But, uh, but they were beautiful because of the remembrance of Allah and because they carried the deen of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Um, uh, you know, that was a time Maybe Allah Ta'ala by His Father will show us a time like that in this Ummah again if the people make tawbah and, and repent from their sins and return to the uh, the, the, the path of, 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 of righteousness. Allah Ta'ala give His tawfiq. وَمَا ذَلَكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ بِعَزِيزِ So He attained perfection in His suluk in a single day. Remember the person who attains perfection can be deposed from it as well. This is Khaja's Rahimullah Ta'ala wa Qaddasullah Sirruhu His humility that He stayed after that uh, 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 in 20 years in the service of his Shaykh. Hazrat Hakim al-Ummat, Mawlana Shah Ashraf Ali, Tanawi rahimahullah ta'ala, writes in his Malfuzat, I have read the stories of the awliya of former times. It is apparent that their condition and style were not like that of the majority of the Mashaykh today. These present-day Mashaykh do not consider the obedience of the Sharia to be a requisite to reaching Allah Ta'ala and attaining divine proximity. In fact, some of the foolish ones amongst them believe that Sharia and Tariqa are two separate entities, meaning the 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 path of the law and the path of uh, of, 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 of 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 spiritual matters are two separate entities. On the contrary, uh, and the contrary, the state of taqwa, uh, the fear of Allah Taala, and, and purity, tahara, and ittiba' sunnah, following the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, of the former Mashaykh, 
resembles that of the Sahaba. They're not like the, the, the goofy people nowadays. It is narrated that once Hazrat Khaja Muinuddin Chishti rahimahullah ta'ala while making wudu forgot to make khilal of his fingers, meaning he forgot to run his fingers through his fingers. He heard a voice that reprimanded him. And said, you claim love for the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, but abandon the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. He immediately repented. Whenever he saw a fire, he would shiver with fear because of the feeling that on the day of Qiyamah, he may be punished for having omitted a sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Thus, the condition of those mashayikh regarding the obedience of the sunnah was similar to the state of the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum. So look at this, you know, I mean, the people who we entered into the deen under were those people who the sunnah used to be a matter of grave importance. And the people that we're leaving the deen under are those who say, ah, it's just a sunnah. Wal-iyadu billah. His shaykh, leaving him in charge of his wilaya of Hindustan, went for hajj. This means what? That his shaykh felt responsibility toward the, 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 the creation of Allah Ta'ala and and felt responsibility toward the people of 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 Hind of of the subcontinent. So he said, "This part piece of the responsibility, you take care of it." And then with that, he went to Hajj. After returning from his Sheikh, he met and derived a benefit from other uh, famous Mashaykh like Sheikh Najmuddin Kubra, uh, uh, who's who's also a great Sheikh of the Tariqa. The Tariqa Kubrawiya uh, uh, actually uh, took very strong root in many parts of the subcontinent as well, uh, including uh, Kashmir. And Hadrat Al-Ghawth Al-A'zam Muhyiddin Abdul Qadir Jailani, Rahimullah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. So he met, he met them thereafter he settled in Hindustan. Uh, Hazrat Sheikh's karamat are numerous and beyond the scope of this concise treatise. Once during his travels, he went to Herat, where lived a hostile uh, 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 Rafidi chief, uh, an, a, a hostile extremist uh, uh, who uh, b- belonged to extremist type of Shias uh, uh, in the time. His hostility and hatred were so much that he would put to death any person who adopted the name Abu Bakr, Omar, or Uthman. Hazrat Sheikh had to pass by the Shia's orchard. Hazrat went and sat by the side of the pond. Uh, this man appeared in a furious state and contemplated to severely punish Hazrat Sheikh. But when Hazrat glanced at him, he fell unconscious. After a short while, Hazrat Sheikh sprinkled some of the pond's water on him. When he came to his senses, he was a transformed man. He was now a follower of the Sheikh, and along with his associates, they took the oath of allegiance from him. Sheikh also conferred uh, the mantle of his successorship upon him. Hazrat refused to accept a large sum, which the Sheikh, uh, which the which the the chief presented as a gift to him, commenting, "This wealth doesn't belong to you. You have no right to it." Along the journey, many other karamat were demonstrated. He would meet all of the mashayikh of different places along the route. Finally, on the 10th of Muharram in 561 Hijri, he reached Ajmer. Ajmer is a, a city in, in modern Rajasthan. Rajasthan is the, uh, uh, the, the, the south, um, western, uh, 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 province of India, which, uh, uh, is, is, uh, uh, adjacent to Sindh. So basically it's the, the chunk of land that's between Karachi and Bombay. Um, along this journey, many other karamat were demonstrated. He would meet all of the mashayikh of different places along the route. And finally, on the 10th of Muharram, 561 Hijri, he reached Ajmer. The first person who 
uh, took his discipleship was Mir Sayyid Hussein, who was also originally uh, a Rafidi, an extremist Shia. Uh, he abandoned his extremism and uh, uh, took the oath of allegiance with Khaja uh, Muinuddin uh, and attained a lofty spiritual uh, position. Thereafter, thousands of people uh, entered his discipleship. He had, in fact, come to Hindustan on the instruction of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is obvious that he chose Ajmer on this instruction as well. The story pertaining to this episode is famous and lengthy. It shall, however, be narrated here in brief. When Hazrat Mu'inuddin arrived, he sat somewhere on the outskirts of Ajmer. The royal camel herd, meaning the, the camel herder of the, uh, the Hindu king of that area, the royal camel herd informed him that this was the sanctuary of the king's camels, therefore he should leave. Uh, Hazrat left and then sat down by a lake named Rana Sagar. Meanwhile, the king's camel came, uh, camel sat down and could not get up. The camel uh, herd informed the king, Raja uh, uh, Parturaj, uh, of this incident. The king said that there was no other option than to go and find this darvesh and to fall at his feet and apologize. The king himself suffered many setbacks. Uh, every Every sorcerer that he uh, called to combat Hazrat Shaykh not only failed, but would uh, uh, accept Islam and take the discipleship of, 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 of Hazrat Shaykh. Hazrat Shaykh slaughtered a cow near the pond. Uh, by the way, those of you who read like the news in India right now, uh, you know, this is not when you go to a Hindu area and slaughter a cow, especially in, in uh, the central lands of the subcontinent, they don't take very kindly to it. Uh, and, and it's, it, it's probably going to be the cause of quite a bit of ruckus. Um, and, uh, you know, people say, oh, Sufi Islam, Sufi Islam, where well, here it is. Khaja Muinuddin, uh, Chishti, he slaughtered a cow, uh, in the middle of Rajasthan. He slaughtered a cow near the pond, uh, uh, Sagar. Uh, the Kofar attacked him but failed miserably in their attempt to harm him. The people then went to their holy men to, uh, holy men to solicit their aid. Uh, they resorted several times to black magic but m- failed miserably against Hazrat Sheikh. Seeing this, uh, uh, the Hindu holy man also embraced Islam. Finally, having been rendered impotent, the king gave up his opposition to Hazrat Sheikh and he then came to live amongst the people. For 70 years, uh, Hazrat Sheikh didn't sleep at night. It is impossible to enumerate his excellences. Uh, the best testimony of his excellence is that his Sheikh was proud of having initiated him uh, as a disciple. Hazrat Khaja Qutbuddin narrates, uh, 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 Hazrat Khaja Qutbuddin narrates, Khaja Qutbuddin is Qutbuddin Bakhtiyar Kaki, inshallah we'll read his, his tabaka, uh, in the next majlis. Uh, Khaja Qutbuddin, who is his main khalifa, he narrates, I lived in Hazrat's service for 20 years. Hazrat never refused anyone. When someone came to ask anything, Hazrat would put his hand under uh, his musalla and hand to the person whatever had been decreed for him. In 20 years, I never saw him get angry. Khaja Muinuddin said, The sign of Allah's gnosis that you know Allah is that you flee from people. He said, Rahimahullah, the ibadah of the people of God's gnosis is Pasi Anfas. Pasi Anfas is a type of dhikr, it's a breathing exercise in which you uh, uh, hear in every breath when you breathe in Allah and when you breathe out who. It's, it's, it's a type of meditation. He said that the, the, the ibadah of the people ma'rifah is to hear Allah's name in every breath. Uh, and the sign of an unfortunate man is in spite of involvement of disobedience, he believes himself to be uh, 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 an accepted person with Allah. For 20 years, 
which is which is very scary. It's very scary. Uh, I don't see many people uh, who hear the name of Allah in their every breath, but uh, Allah Ta'ala protect any of us uh, from being people who are openly involved in, in disobedience, but then we think that somehow we have it made with Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala protect us all and forgive us. For 20 years, uh, while in service of uh, uh, his Shaykh, uh, Khaja Harwani, he said, I never allowed my nafs any respite. I did not distinguish between night and day. When Hazrat paid attention to my service, he conferred limitless favors on me. I am unable to explain the abundance of his favors. Uh, and when he says favors, he's not talking about he took me out to lunch. But uh, uh, the, the the benefit, the spiritual benefit, when when a person links with the, the, the heart of somebody who's linked with the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, no matter how much service he, he, he does, what he receives is much more than anything he gave up. He said, Rahimullah, whatever is acquired by the uh, way of service, whatever is acquired is acquired by the way of service. Uh, and he said when someone asked, when does the disciple become steadfast? Khaja Muinuddin responded, when the angel has not recorded any sin for 20 years. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, have mercy on those who pass before us in the, in the ummah. Inshallah, if there's anyone who's listening and uh, has passed uh, 20 minutes and the angel hasn't recorded any sin, then you're the qutub of our age. You should make dua for me. Hazrat's passing from this world. He passed away during the reign of Sultan uh, 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 Sultan Shams. Uh, according to the majority of the historians, the date of his passing away was Sunday the 6th of Rajab. And some claim it was the 30th of Dhul-Hijjah. There's considerable conflict regarding the year in which he passed away. Uh, some saying 632, 633, 636, and 637. Um, there's also conflict regarding his age as well. Some say that he died at 96. Some say that he died at 104 or 107. His grave is in Ajmer and his uh, successors are innumerable. There are 13 or 14 uh, 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 very famous amongst them and their names appear in other uh, voluminous books Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, give us the tawfiq to uh, uh, not blemish the name of our forefathers and to do something that will preserve their work rather than waste it that when we meet them on the day of judgment that they be proud of us and they not curse us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us all of sallallahu ta'ala ala rasulihi sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.